You're listening to Zeros on Heroes with Mike Mercadal and Will Watkins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Zeros on Heroes. This is Mike Mercadal. With me, as always, is... Will Watkins. And a very uh, special guest. Every guest is special, but some are just a little bit more special, you know? And uh, for that, we have Mr. Jake Fromm. Hey. Thanks for having me. That's what he sounds like. Uh, Thank you for being here, Jake. Uh, You made the trek all the way out to Jamaica, Queens. We were recording in my apartment this time. And uh, how, how do you like Jamaica so far? Well, I mean, it's, uh, it's a very lovely walk from the subway. Yeah. You guys are nice, and I'm afraid to say anything else for fear of being offensive. <laughs> you, mean, you mean racially, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. good. No, well, there are like... smells in the air. When I came out of the train, it smelled well, like lots of foods that my mother didn't cook. Really? <laughs> yeah. oh, that's good. That's a yeah. good way to describe no, it. It's a lovely neighborhood. But is that a... could be Chezwan. It could be uh, could well, be anything that's not vegetarian, vaguely Jewish food. Really? That's what your mom made? Mm-hmm. That vegetarian? sounds awful. No, my mom. Well, my parents are pescatarian. Yeah. Um, and my mom tried to make meat for us growing up, but at a certain point, she decided to keep kosher. So that then we got rid of like uh, mac and cheese and hot dogs or cheeseburgers, basically uh, the best stuff. All of the good yeah. things. No bacon. <gasps> no, that's right. No yeah. bacon. No shellfish. That's, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like stir fry. Ooh, well, so that's yeah, it. Hey, we're back. Look at us bridging <laughs> ethnic groups. Look at that. Oh wow! That but thank great. you for having me, and that was a very yeah. nice introduction. I appreciate. Thank it. you, buddy. Thank you for being here. And also, in all fairness, there is a halal cart the second you get off the train. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the minute you get off the train, there's that's like that, that's basically New York, though. Yeah, that's I what have, I have a theory, and I don't want to derail things too much. But halal carts, in my opinion, are more of a New York food than like bagels oh, yeah, or pizza. Yeah. The halal cart is like a staple, or yeah. like that's one of the first things when I like when I moved up here. I had a friend that you know was showing me around, and he's like, "Oh, let's get halal," and I'm like, "Sure." I had no idea. I was like, "What? Whatever." And then he, and then I I ate you know just mystery meat lamb you know that that just yeah, like just so delicious good. the the particle board of meats uh, where it's just all smashed like cut it up and then smash it together in a cylindrical form. <laughs> And uh, it's been magic ever since. Because like it's I never even heard the word halal. Yeah. I got up here, and somebody was like, and I was like, oh, I don't want to eat that. It looks disgusting. And they're like, well, you know, halal is just the, like the the Muslim version of kosher. 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 And I was like, oh, oh yeah, it's cool then. Yeah, let's go. Good everyone, everyone knows what an everything bagel is, but if you're f- like white sauce, red sauce, yeah, well, that's, that's a, a New York true, thing. That's a true New Yorker, yeah. right? That is, that is a true New Yorker. I don't yeah. like either. Um, the uh-huh. I go dry. No. Monster. I do see the people doing all of the sauces. I've seen both. White, hot, barbecue. barbecue. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, that's soup. That is a, <laughs> that is a soup. That somebody, is not good. Somebody said the, uh, the perfect ratio is two parts white to one part barbecue. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting. Look, we're all willing to experiment with food. So uh, I'm on board with that. I am if 100% you guys are down to- uh, one part cannoli, two parts more cannoli. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I like. Uh, but uh, enough, enough of uh, this, uh, what is it, what, what do we want to call this? Food, Food talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, enough of that. Uh, let's, uh, let's get to it. Um, we have uh, our, let's start off with Hero News. Hero News. Now he does that. Uh, we encourage our guests to do a version of the Hero News introduction, however you like, in any style you like it. Beatbox, would you like freestyle? <laughs> it's just two words. Yeah. But yeah, get, can you give me a beat? 
Hero News. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't you, even on bait. You nope. are from Pennsylvania. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but yeah, we'll get into Jake in a minute, but but let's uh <laughs> we'll dig into we'll dig into some Jake. We'll take a bite out of Jake I'll and put, just put some, I need sauce. some white sauce. I need sauce. Yeah, oh, come yeah. on. Yeah, He's a little more. dry. That's filthy. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, what do we got in Hero News? Well, breaking news is uh, Kanye West just said that <laughs> Cosby is innocent. That's... Uh, Literally, rela- I just read that on Twitter. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's probably, like, the most... That's got to be trending right now. Oh, yeah, it was already... I mean, it happened five minutes ago, and it was already up to 10,000 retweets. So Good like, Lord. Jesus. Now, are, you, are people retweeting it because they believe Cosby to be A innocent? A little bit of both. You think? I think mainly it's because Kanye said something crazy. And they're like, oh, shit, check oh. out what Kanye said. Like, literally, there were more retweets than faves. Like, Whoa. <laughs> more people retweeting I it. guess... I, you know, like, that's happened where, like, if someone posts something and you're like, I don't agree with it, but I got a comment to say, so you don't like it, but you post a comment. Well, that's when you can do, like, the quote tweet where you can, like... Uh, yeah. But I don't like it when people do the subtweeting where it's, like, they don't even reference where the original tweet was from. They're just, like, passive-aggressively, like... Boo, 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 boo. Or back when they, they didn't have the quote tweet where you had to just do the RT yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. It feels arrogant to put to put your two cents next to Kanye's, regardless yeah. of whether you agree with it or not. Because <laughs> most just, people are probably but, smarter than Kanye. But, but you no. know who would be that arrogant? Kanye. Kanye. Yes. Kanye would totally be that arrogant, like a, mm. a President Obama tweet, and then he's like, "Dash Kanye." Like he's like, "I said that shit first. <laughs> All right, some real hero news. Uh, so uh, the big thing uh, with Thor, Thor movie coming out, Ragnarok. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Hulk's going to be in it. That's it's what like they a said. Buddy, buddy movie. They said it's probably going to have more comedy in it uh, than ever before. Because it has that uh, New Zealand director. He was responsible for, like, um, What We Do in the Shadows. Did you ever see that? That guy's directing Thor he's Ragnarok? Directing, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I'm more excited about this movie now. So he's directing it, so they said it's going to be more of a comedic spin to it than the previous Thor movies. And also they said it's actually may even be more of a Hulk movie than a Thor movie. Well, that's kind of like um, the the whole, um, uh, what was I going to say? The, the, I, like Ant-Man was a comedy more than I think an action movie. Yeah, it was more of a heist movie. It was more of a it was a heist. 11. Yeah, it was a heist movie. So... I hope. I hope that, it, that is this a new development? Yeah. So one of the things they said is it's it may be turned into more of a, a Hulk based movie. They said the rumor is this may be unsubstantiated is that something happens to Mjolnir. Mjolnir. I can't even say that fucking word. Uh, something happens to that where Hulk, where Thor needs to find a new weapon to defeat Hela, who's going to be played by Kate Blanchett. Yeah. And uh, so he goes to the planet Sakar. And while he's there, he's imprisoned and forced to fight in a gladiatorial-style combat. Like Planet Hulk? And then one of the opponents is Hulk. Wow. What? Are you, are you, are you following the Marvel Cinematic Universe and all that stuff? Are you into those? No, like very uh, on the outside. Okay. I've seen the Avengers and stuff, but I like, am very unfamiliar with the whole universe. You just kind of show up and you're like, cool. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. That's but I don't fine. know any background. No, no, no. That's cool. There's a lot of... Uh, well, there's a whole lot of rights issues with the Hulk yeah. because they be- the Hulk belongs to 20th Century Fox? No. Universal. Universal, that's what it is. So Universal has the rights to any movie that stars only the Hulk. But they did license it out where he can appear in the Avengers or any movie where there's multiple heroes. Okay. So I think they're trying to do a Hulk end around. Yeah. They're going to come around from the side and be like, yeah, no, no, it's a Thor. It's, it's a Thor movie. 
And meanwhile, it's all Hulk. And they're also saying that uh, Bruce Banner might not even be in the movie. It might only be Hulk with more of like a... Mocap. He's able to communicate and talk. Oh, so he's smarter now. Yeah. Which you saw him kind of get smarter at the end of the Avengers 2, yeah. where he's like making a decision to fly away yeah. rather than fight as the Hulk, right? Remember? Yeah. You remember the end? Did I see Avengers 2 is the better question. Uh-oh. <laughs> the answer is, I don't know. You know? Oh, buddy. I don't think I did. Where do you fall on the spectrum of nerddom, though? Like, what do you, what do you, what, what, what of the nerd uh, things like Star Wars or Star Trek, or where do you fall? What's, what would you say your, your nerddom is? Here's the thing. I was really into, like, college humor. As, like, in high school, I would just stay in my room and, like, watch a bunch of, like, comedy videos and not to, so, like, but... I, so, like, uh, the typical nerd things, like Star Wars, Star Trek, comic right. books, wrestling, like, not at all. I don't think it's dumb. I just, uh, I feel like sure. inadequate. Like, I, I'm not into any of it. I think Inter- it's all cool. That's an interesting approach, because I, I know, like, I went through phases, I, I've, I've kind of, I'm kind of the renaissance man of nerddoms, too, because I'll get, I got really into Harry Potter. I read all the books. I got really, I was, I'm, I'm a Star Wars guy. I don't know if you can see me. Harry Potter's dope, man. But yeah, that, like, but. It's great. I there's the one that I like my one thing I would say is Star Wars. Yeah. But I have da- like put my foot in every pool I can think of. No no Doctor Who yet. I can't yeah, get that I hard. Don't know if I'll ever get I don't Doctor think Who. I'll ever get it. I don't see what Yeah, you're... that's just a lot of uh you guys were talking about it uh with Jack. It's just a it's a lot of episodes. Yeah. It's a ton of work. Yeah, and then like him with anime, uh for the for people who are un- unfamiliar, we did an episode where we talked about uh, last episode with uh, Jack Comstock was all about Goku and he was talking a lot about anime and how long these arcs are for you to get into something is a serious investment of time. Yeah. It's a lot. And, and I've lot. never, there's like no world that I've really ever uh, dived. I'm going with dived into. Dived. Delved. delved? That's fine. I don't think delved. it's dove. I have not divin, should be the word. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> there's just nothing that I've really like gotten into. And, and to go back and like, uh, you know, I don't even really have a good. Um, concept of like the original Star Wars trilogy. I've sort of seen them. Yeah, you're a younger gentleman. How old are you? I'm 25. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're younger than me. Uh, and but like, uh, so you kind of fell into the world of comedy at a young age. Then is that what you're that what you're saying? Yeah, in high Just, school, that like, was the thing that I nerded out about. Yeah. Um, but not there's no like these fictional universes that some people are just uh, like you know they feel so connected to. I read the first six Harry Potter books. Okay. That way. I just don't like get attached. Sure, that's that's interesting because right. you you kind of float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Or Except I'm a huge wimp, and I would never use a fighting quote to describe <laughs> myself. <laughs> uh, that, that's always like we were talking about, like people being thinking a, a little too highly of themselves when they put their name next to Kanye West. That's like someone say, "Yeah, I'm, I don't feel confident enough to quote Muhammad Ali for any <laughs> motivation at all." Like yeah. that's that's next level motivation. Like, yeah. The other day, I saw somebody like post a quote online from Elon Musk. And I was like, you have an Etsy business. You can't quote Elon Musk when you're selling yarn. <laughs> you can, what but you then doing? you get that reaction. I've sort of created like the Rocket X of, uh, of mugs. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the Tesla of yeah. uh, hand-knit scarves. <laughs> You know, with Doctor... This is the hand... Yeah, this is the Elon Musk <laughs> thing of craft things. Yeah. We got it. There it is. This is the noun of the verbs. <laughs> uh, we got it. Do you, do you like googly eyes? Yeah. <laughs> Love them. Because I can glue some googly eyes on something. I've glued... Make billions. Yeah, my God. Not going to happen. But yeah, I, um, I don't remember... Like, the beginning, my childhood, uh, I don't remember 
there wasn't like a thing, you know. You didn't I didn't have, have, a, have thing. a thing. Yeah, I think I was so uh, a sports guy. Where were you? I was bad. I tried all of them, Music? and I wound up you, liked it. Well, well that'll, you know that'll I mean? bring us we'll, to we'll yeah. talk are, about are you, that. Uh, very big into indifference. I'm not. I'm not. I'm really like. What would you say your nerddom is? Ambivalence. <laughs> you know, just I just take played, it or leave it. Really. I played a lot of Halo, but I wasn't like a video game guy. I think for a long time I was so focused on um, being accepted by like this group or that group or like not uh, being lost that I wound up for a while just like yeah. nowhere. I, I understand that that social chameleon aspect where you're like, yeah, I can. F- we're all friends. He's I can. I'm into this. Jack and it's of not all that trades, you're, master of none. R- not even master of none. It's just because it doesn't matter if you're the master. You're not just enough to blend in. Right. The James. You're, you're the Jason Bourne. Of uh, again, it's yeah. just uh, such. A, he's such a, a an amazing character yeah. that I wouldn't even. You can't. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that new trailer, bro. Speaking of hero news, yeah. Yes. There was, yeah. The Super Bowl just happened, and there was a bunch of trailers Thank released. You. And the Jason Bourne were. I got. So I was watching it at the Creek in the Cave, and we were all, you know, a bunch of comedians, everybody watching it. And when that trailer came on, everybody was like, what? Everybody shut up. And there's a line in it that got me so hard where he's like, I know who I am now. Yeah. I, it's like, I know who I am. I remember everything. And I was like, woo. Because the movie's called Jason Bourne. It's like, His, that is yeah. the identity. He's that, got it back. He knows who he is. Yeah. This is going to be good. Uh, another uh, hero knows if you're into uh, a different kind of comic book. I'm not into this kind of comic books. Uh, they're making an Archie live action uh, TV show. And uh, now <laughs> Cole, Sp- Cole Sprouse is going to play Jughead. Cole Sprouse? Is he that- is one of the big daddy kids. He's one of those big daddy t- the, twins? The twins. Uh, he also had the sweet life of Zach and Cody. Yeah. All right. And, uh, <laughs> well, here's the thing. Anyone that emotionally invested into the Archie comics where they're like, I can't believe they cast yeah. uh, What a piece of shit. And then it's, that movie would have disappointed you yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Also, they're, they're releasing uh, new versions of old Hanna-Barbera uh, cartoons as comic books, Ooh. including Scooby-Doo, where they're all hipsters. Well, yeah. I mean... Like, literally, like Shaggy's got the handlebar mustache, plaid jacket. Fucking... It looks... The art is really good. I think it's like Jim Lee yeah. is the guy who uh, good Lord. who designed it all. And it fucking looks great. Well, I'm all on board with... Space Ghost. They're giving Space oh, Ghost his own thing. I really? Like, yeah, That's like cool. But it's like real Space Ghost, not like Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. Yeah, well, so actual... So it's like serious Space Ghost. Yeah, the adventures of Space Ghost. Yeah, yeah. I actually read the, all, the Di- like, all of the Disney figment. You know, they do... The oh, Marvel yeah, did yeah, Disney yeah. comics. Marvel's do, Marvel was doing this thing where they were releasing comic books about different Disney properties, and one of them was Figment from Epcot. You, I don't know if you remember, you know anything about it? No. I grew, growing up in Florida, yeah. you go to Epcot, and it was like this old, weird 80s thing. When I was from, as a little kid, it was like in, in the late 80s, where they had Michael Jackson's Captain EO. Yeah. Where it was like the first three, it was directed by George Lucas, and it had all the Jim Henson Muppets, and it was a, basically a really long Michael Jackson music video, and it's crazy good. It's so weird yeah. and amazing. It's so But they got rid of it. It doesn't exist anymore. It, you can find it online, but yeah. it's not the same. We'll probably watch it on my big TV. Um, <laughs> Uh, but then they also had the journey into imagination because they had the different lands, you know, that was mm-hmm. like one of those things. And imagination was one of them. And the main character was this character called Figment. It was a little pink dragon. And I thought, and there was the, the dream finder was this weird steampunk. <laughs> he had like a dirigible, he'd fly around, he had a pet dragon. It was so weird and, and just made, it didn't fit anywhere else into the Disney lexicon. So they made it in a comic book. Amazing. And it's, and it's dope. I, one of the most underutilized Disney properties, but that's, 
that's my soapbox, and I'm going to get off <laughs> it. Uh, some other stuff. Uh, they uh, they announced the showrunner uh, for the new Star Trek TV series is going to be Brian Fuller. He was one of the writers for Star Trek. Uh, what's the what's that? Beyond? No, the, the TV Darkness? show. Uh, Discover Generation. Voyager. Oh, okay. We we could have. Yeah. There was only so many we could have named. <laughs> we were gonna get there. We yeah. were gonna get there. So the new TV show is gonna actually run concurrently with the movies. So it's gonna be like the Agents of Shield to the Enterprise. Or whatever Interesting. It is. So they don't. They didn't give too many details on it. Whether it's gonna be like, oh, this is a, another ship in the same time era, or is it gonna be like the future of the J.J. Abrams universe? I don't. I, I don't uh, care really. I mean, it's it's one of those things where they burnt that bridge with like I didn't like Into Dark. Did you see it? Yeah, yeah. I it was. I wasn't a huge fan. Eh, whatever. No, it was a fine movie, yeah. but it was like eh, I thought it was too much of a like a jerk off look while looking in the mirror movie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's like I, he's really con, and then in the end, instead of Spock dies, it's Kirk. Ah! Now. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but also with the new trailer for the, the Star Trek Beyond. Oh, man. It's it, just Fast and the Furious in space. It looks like Fast and the Furious in space. They got dirt bikes. Yeah. In space. Why Some, do they have dirt bikes on space? Somebody commented on it was like, aren't they a science crew? Yeah. This is <laughs> like, a science mission. They're explorers. They're exploring and mid, you know they're taking lab samples and stuff. What the fuck are they doing? Yeah, they're sending away teams to, in, to be diplomatic with the locals. Come and on. Like Gene Roddenberry back in the day created Star Trek as like uh, as allegory for what was going on in society where it's like, well, the, the, this part of this world uh, has black on the left side of their face and white on the yeah. right side of their face and vice versa for the other side and they're not getting along. Isn't that ridiculous? In all fairness, uh, modern society has gotten way more extreme. <laughs> Sponsored by Red Bull. But why aren't there any dirt bikes on this alien world? <laughs> I don't know, man. But that, yeah, the, so good for them, I guess. I'll watch it, maybe. And who knows? Who Probably going to be sweet. It's yeah. Sweet. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> going to be sweet. Um, what do we got? Let's wrap it up. Uh, they also uh, greenlit uh, Deadpool comes out this week. Uh, right. yeah. They've already greenlit the sequel. And Ryan Reynolds has said he's going to make his personal mission to make X-Force happen. What? So he wants to bring in uh, Cable. He wants to bring in everybody Wolverine else. Too. Wolverine, uh, I think like, I think he's going to retire. Like, he's giving up the character. They're probably, maybe, who, so X-Force in the original lineup had Wolverine in it, though, didn't it? Uh, he was, he would come in and out. Oh, okay. He was always like the, we need to use Wolverine in as many comic books as possible. So he was right, always yeah. cycling throughout. So I was like, oh, he's not with us this week. This week he's with the X-Men West Coast. Right, right, yeah. Uh, so it, it was usually uh, Cable and Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool actually came in later. Originally it was Cable was the leader, and then there was like Domino. And uh, I think uh, Boom Boom or Boomer. She went through a different. That was the the beast looking one? No, no. That's uh, Feral. Okay. Is that one? Boom Boom is the one. She was like a badass version of Jubilee where she could create bombs and throw them and it would explode whatever it hit. Right. So it was like Jubilee but cooler. Yeah, they they released the 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 X uh, X Men Apocalypse trailer. Oh and yeah, that was so cool. cool. Yeah, really rips right through the fucking yeah man car with her psychic blade. I am an Olivia Munn fan. My <laughs> God, is she perfect? Like she's Psylocke. Like that that yeah. looked exactly she, like I'm it sure should. I'm sure she's gonna do greatest Psylocke, but she was terrible on the Daily Show. She was, but that wasn't Holy her thing. Shit, that wasn't her thing. She was nah. great in the newsroom. Did you see newsroom? No, I never saw it. That was I've seen show. like clips of her, and she's fantastic. She's great. She's yeah. great, and she's she is man, man, she is stunning. Yes. Man, she's gorgeous. Pretty. Wow, Aaron Rodgers 
It's a lucky man. It's basically like anything that's half Asian is usually attractive. Yeah. But anything that's full I don't, Asian. To, I don't know. I don't know how to side or not side with you because I'm leaving you out on that limb by yourself. Ooh. Is it breezy out there? Is it cold? It's <laughs> cold out there. Oh my goodness! All uh, right, let's get let's on. Get to, uh, let's get on with this bitch. Yeah. Uh, so Jake, you uh, brought us our second music hero. Uh, very interesting. We love talking about this stuff because. Uh, we get to hear about what it's like through your, you know, from your point of view of why this person's your hero, because music means something so different to everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. But you chose uh, John Frusciante from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Formerly, formerly, right? Yeah. There's a long story that's why I was so interested. It's a saga. There is indeed a saga oh. of John Frusciante, but we started with the same question we start uh, uh, every one of these segments with: um, What's the first thing you think of when you think of John Frusciante? Commitment to. Uh, a personal truth. Oh, okay. Ooh. Very good. That's probably the best clear answer we've gotten in a long time. Everyone usually just says some random adjective, and then you're like, "Nah, this guy is committed to something." Why? Like, so why? So what? What is that personal truth? For 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 him or for for him? Yeah. Like, why 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 would you say that? It's just like um, it's like it's John. He is as he's the most John Frusciante that anyone could ever be, and he's like. He is this pure, um, creative energy, it feels like to me. And he, he follows it down all of these roads that are sometimes have, like, catastrophic consequences. Right, because he had... So he started off... I mean, let's walk through the history a little bit. So he, he was... Back in, uh, I guess, late 80s, was it? Or early yeah, he 90s? Joined, he joined the Chili Peppers in 88. Right, because their original guitarist had died. Yep. That guy, they were, and if you ever hear any of the early like Red Hot Chili Peppers, it was man, mega funky. It was super so, funky. Like it was rock like Faith rappy. No More. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. was like they were like on par with Mr. Bungle. Is that Mr. Well, that's Bungle Faith was, No More? Was, same. Yeah, the Mike Patton. Right. Thing. And uh, but they were like so not radio of the time friendly. No, not at all. And like that was when there it wasn't grunge. It was still just alternative. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It had mm-hmm. that vibe. And they had like, and then uh, Flea the, was actually like a, tr- a jazz trumpet player. Mm-hmm. Did you ever know that? Ever? No, I didn't know that. He used to play a jazz. He, so he was a, Flea's like a trained musician, and they're like, oh, yeah, I just played bass instead. And then he's like one of the best bass players in the world. Incredible. Super yeah. talented group of guys. I don't remember the, the original, line, the original well, guitarist. Anthony, name. well, Hillel Slovak was the, right. he was the original guitarist, died of a heroin overdose. But uh, Anthony Kiedis and Flea founded the Chili Peppers. Right. Um, and Anthony Kiedis, you're talking about talent, just had none. He was just like this this guy who was... He was cool. So cool. Like yeah. destined. He just <laughs> wanted to form a rock group. And he was like, well, I'm going to be a superstar. And he is now. So good for him. Right. Like that's, that's one of those testaments where like um, my football coach used to say, hey, it takes zero talent to hustle. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Because you see people where you're like, oh, why is this guy famous? Like, right at Chili Peppers, Anthony Kiedis is a, is a terrible lead singer. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like... He hustled and he got it. So he's already one ahead of you. So yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. just with the more hustle. He like rapped until he had enough money to uh, become a good singer. <laughs> you know, until <laughs> he could produce appropriately. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But so so, uh, how did John Frusciante get in the in the in the thing? He moved to L.A. and uh, saw a Chili Peppers show and just like fell in love with them and. Uh, at that point, they were still pretty small, and so I think the shows were were fairly intimate. And he was a guitarist, and uh, somehow got to know Hillel, 
Hello, right, so like right. the, the guitarist, and then uh, he was an, he was already a very good guitarist. You know, he's like a teenager. Yeah, because this is all this is all like they were high school age. I would imagine. Yeah, or just like post like, high school. Yeah, According like 16, to Wikipedia, 17, right? he was fifteen when he went to his first Chili Peppers show, and then he was eighteen when he joined the band. So. And even then, it like like that's prime, like that's that when you think about how young, yeah. like how young that is. Oh. Like when you hear like whenever there's like an eighteen year old trying like starting out stand up comedy here or whatever and you just see them and you're like oh you don't know anything you who are such a baby <laughs> you know nothing they're like complaining about something or you're just like oh my god uh you oh okay all right and then you kind of immediately know where to put them <laughs> right i think with music though it's totally the only art form that a kid could pull off where yeah. people like if there's a kid like if you hear about that um it was an art gallery that's put up a bunch of paintings from a from an unknown master that was a uh, uh, from a certain time period, uh, uh, you know, impressionist master, and it turned out this guy was fucking scamming people. His kid, his, his like three year old kid, was just glopping paint, you know, paint or whatever, and he was claiming he was that. It, eventually, he sold a bunch of paintings and then he got sued for fraud. And he was like, "Oh, it was an art. Ex- it was an experiment. I wasn't trying so to." So it was art. It was a performance. It was totally yeah. He was trying to scam. Well, I mean, he was doing it for the money. But yeah, well, if anyone should sue him, it should. It's his son. Yeah, exactly right. Hey, give me. Hey, I. I Give That's me a great. cut. He was testing that old uh, critique of yeah. modern art that, you know, my three-year-old could do this. Exactly. And he did. Right. And, they, and it worked. That's and right. everyone was like, this is amazing. <laughs> art is stupid. Yeah. Dumb and meaningless. It's stupid. I, I actually people. do hate art. Art is disgusting. I, I don't understand modern art because it's dumb. The, like, whenever you see something that takes technique, that's different. Like, if you see someone paint a portrait... And it looks like the person or something that have you ever seen those people on the internet? They look like they draw three dimensional things yeah, yeah, yeah. and it looks mm-hmm. real. Yeah. That's amazing. I can't do that for the life of me. It's ironic to me that you guys would say this because as stand-ups, we we do this thing that if it's done well, it it can be considered artful. And but like there's a slight there's a scale or sort of a spectrum where like the worse you get at a some point at, at a certain point, or if you don't connect with it, you're just like, well, that's nothing. That's not a thing. Well, not that it's I don't connect with it. The reason I'll tell you why, my difference. Yeah. I don't know. I will will wanted to say yeah, something. Yeah, tell me why art is worthless. Well, it's not it's not that it's worthless. Okay. Because there is art that, like, I love sculpture. Like, when someone does, I love something yeah, that takes sculpture. Modern art, though. You don't like art that, that uh, seems like it doesn't take technique. Here's, here's why. Because most of the art world, and this is in Miami, having to deal with Art Basel every now and again, uh. where, you see, where you see stuff where you're just like, this is, all of it is based on pretense. All of it is based on the artist's personality and the lifestyle that the artist lives to create the art not the art itself like the 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 correlation is actually pretty close to stand up because there's some people that you think oh like i don't i don't not that not that they're good or bad but i don't like bill hicks like i don't like his i don't i don't connect with bill hicks sure that still takes skill to do you know what i mean his observations and there's look i've had people tell me that they don't like george carlin and i'm like fine you know like i i disagree with you but then again i'm thinking oh I'm not listening to him because of his jokes. I'm listening to him because of his point of view. And there's a difference. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So when an artist is just a fucking weirdo, <laughs> yeah. and then I, yeah, I did three hits of LSD, and then I smoked a bunch of crack, and then I came on this you know, thing, and then I screw, sprinkled some watercolor on it, and then that's just a symbolization of the shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. You are, you're, you're capitalizing on the fact that someone's willing 
to buy your weirdness. But that sh- that that doesn't last, right? Like it bullshit, bullshit doesn't last. And I think it, there's a lot of stuff that looks like bullshit um, mm-hmm. that that turns out if you think about it or give it, you know, a, a second look. Like, uh, do you like Riff Raff? You know Riff Raff? Oh, the rapper yeah. with yeah. the crazy teeth. Yeah. And he's weird. <laughs> yeah, he is. But but I go back and forth on it because um, I, on the on a certain level, he's just being as crazy as possible. It seems like. But right. then you get these glimpses into like past the character that he's doing, or hmm. you you hear something about his background, and it's like, oh, this actually is this is a character. This is a whole thoughtful uh, performance. But maybe it's just bullshit. But. I, I, I'm. You uh, like the the satire? Like, there's a possible satire to it. Yeah, and I think you can tell. I think Fair it's. Enough. I think it's pretty obvious when someone's just uh, jerking you off. I'm sure on some existential level, Larry the Cable Guy is some genius. You know, mirror onto society. You know yeah. what I mean? But he's. But is it because he's doing it on purpose, or just because? Oh, I'm reading into it. Did you ever see the word when he's Dan Whitney doing stand up? Yeah. Oh, it's fucking great. It's, it's so weird. Like, is that who the char- the his name his is, Dan, name Dan, is Dan, Whitney. Dan Whitney? Yeah, yeah. And then they they like it's I forget what his roast where I forget I think it was Greg Giraldo. Greg Giraldo. We're roasting a fictional character. His name and he names him and he's like his name was Dan Whitney. He was a good comic before they forced him to do this shit. <laughs> yeah. He's like they no, he forced goes, him. Uh, his real name is Dan Whitney, but he tried out other things his his uh, his fans don't have like. Uh, Char- Charlie, the indoor plumbing, or yeah. you know Frank, the high school diploma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but to, to a certain extent, like, well, there's also going back to the music thing. There's bands that did that. All the hair metal bands, mm-hmm. and uh, even like, and then like a ton of rappers go through that phase. Like Drake is an actor from when yeah. he was a kid, you know, like, and he can't talk about being I, hard. I think you know? He actually used to write music when he was like eight years old for some big act. I forgot who it was though. I got to look that up. I'm sure he's talented, but like in his world, yo, during that Meek Mills Drake feud, I was like, yo, I got more respect for Drake now. I do a little, but, but even then it still pales in comparison to like other, but it's like, rap. ah, you're well, on Degrassi. It's yeah. definitely not a real beef. And I'm not the first one to say this, but hip hop is probably the most, uh, performative, oh, uh, yeah. in the sense, you know, yeah. it's perfor- uh, character based yeah. you know, when, music. When it, when uh, it was like it was done for me, the whole hip hop beef thing was like when Kanye was. I think it was like Kanye versus Fifty Cent, and they were like whoever sells the least amount of records on opening day because they release their albums together right, right. has to quit. And Fifty Cent sold the least, and he was like, "Nah, I'm not quitting." Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Ah, well, it was all bullshit." Yeah, oh. you're full of shit, man. Well, going back to in terms of so. Red Hot Chili Peppers. But art sucks, though. For real. <laughs> no, yeah, it's modern art, art is terrible. Art, oh, yeah. God. There's a f- Jackson like, Pollock can suck my dick. Yeah. That Jackson Pollock's a perfect example of like if that guy had been just a normal Jackson, no, a normal. If his name would have just been Jackson Pollock, the normal guy, and he would have just splattered paint on the thing, people would have been like, "Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit." Yeah. But he was a weirdo with dr- alcohol and drugs and shit. You know, whatever. But. You know who's really good? I like the dudes in Times Square who do the spray paint thing. Yeah, That's super cool. They're all over the world. Those are dope, man. Dudes like that. What I would I would pay more money for that than I would for you know queefing on a on a canvas or whatever yeah. people do nowadays. Some weird video art installation. Where they shove paintballs in their vagina. Like a talking and vagina. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, what's wrong with people? Yeah. And I they re- say stand-up's not an art. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm going to pause this because I got to watch that video. Where is the... <laughs> no, but let's get back to to John Frusciante because sure. there's there's we're we're we're, we're glossing over a oh, lot of shit because you were talking about like how uh, how he was so young, 15 years old. Yeah, like his his dad went to Juilliard for uh, like thing like piano, and his mom was like a vocalist. Like yep. he was raised around good music. It's, yeah, he had music in his genes from both sides, and he probably grew up in a hugely musical household. Where he, I think I read he was able to teach himself guitar, or at least the basics yeah. of it, and then eventually he got like an instructor and stuff. But it's like, yo, he's fucking, he was born to do what he did. Well, that's, I guess that's where you're saying that he gets his, like, that drive for, because he knows what the music industry, I guess, is, or what the world of, like, music is. I think so. I don't, from what I know about him, I mean, Anthony Kiedis definitely grew up, like, in the Hollywood life yeah. and, and knows about, knew as a, as a young guy about, like, show business, but I don't know, I think, I think at least my idea of John Frusciante is that uh, once he, like, sort of moved out uh, and, and went on his own, he was just playing guitar for, like, 10 hours a day. And hmm. and he was definitely raised by musical parents. Like, you know, both of his parents were uh, musicians. But I think whatever it was, something about guitar, he just connected with and, yeah. and just learned it, taught himself, practiced for hours and hours and hours a day. And you were talking about how music is one of these things where, as a child, uh, you can not be bullshit. Because yeah. you're learning, like, if you're, if you're studying Hendrix and these soulful people, I think something of that... Uh, enters you. I think it's easier as because I think it's easier for people to hear music as a skill. Not like even even because there's certain things that are as that are an art that don't require skills. So, but like in order to, for you to for me to create a clay pot that's beautiful, I have to know how to make a fucking clay pot. You know, like yeah. there's certain skills involved in the art part mm-hmm. of it. So, like when you hear. Some super fast guitars, like like you know Eddie Van Halen, or or even like a like a Ingve Malmsteen, like these crazy shred guys that are like super orchestral, and they basically are classical, like the the like the Paganini's and Vivaldi's of the old days, now playing through fucking Marshall stacks and shit. <clears throat> They're gonna be that's that's a skill. Yes, sure, anybody can learn to do that and become mechanical with it. If you ever want to be the most bored you've ever been watching someone play guitar, watch world record speed runs for Oh, songs. it's terrible. I've seen that stuff cuz yeah. everyone's been on YouTube vortexes, but yeah. it's just it's just uh technical skill and it's yeah. it's not soulful, it's, it's mechanical. not it's, it's mechanical. mechanical. Exactly, it's robotic. It's, it's funny how, like those people get famous on the internet for playing guitar hero. Meanwhile, people are like, oh, "I don't really listen to Yo-Yo Ma." I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, that dude's probably the most talented person that's ever lived." Yeah, like fucking so, listen to Yo-Yo Ma. Like um, that was a that was a thing with my friend when he was I cuz I play guitar, right? And uh and I was playing guitar one day and then I had I had I had a guitar hero. And he's like, "Oh, I, I want to get really good at guitar hero." And I'm like, why don't you just get really good at guitar? And he looked at me with this look of like, <laughs> what are you talking? Why didn't I think of that first? Like, he just like it broke his brain where he's like, oh, I could learn the actual instrument, not just like think about how many dumb things you're you've learned to be good at. Uh, yeah. Like, re- I'm talking dumb stand up shit. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, I mean, I said good. Hey. No, no, but like. Hey, good, good. But think about like the dumb things that you just do second nature that you've learned to do that you've kind of or you've forced yourself. Like I had a friend of mine that learned card tricks, like card shuffling mm-hmm. things, and I'm like, wow, that took a lot of skill. I will never do that because I I can't. But he probably gets so much pussy though. So he's pushing it away <laughs> through a Counting sea of it. pussies. 
I don't know. I think that would get you some pussy. Like, uh, where you can do the sleight of hand, you know, the coin no, between your fingers. I'm that joking type of thing? because it's part of the, the pickup artist like guidebook. Is like, do a magic trick. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, Suck yeah. your dick. Uh, yeah, it's that's why he learned. It. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Also, rape is legal if you do it on your property. <laughs> yeah, if you're married. Uh, Shout out to Rouge V. Uh, <laughs> That's well, a dumb. Is that that guy that yeah. that did the pro rape? The legal rape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What a what a totally what a douchebag non-hero. <laughs> what a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. But that was so funny. The the whole they got threatened by a female boxing club. Oh, the whole thing is the oh, dumbest thing ever. It's and so and funny. I, I am now sorry that we're even spending time talking about it. <laughs> so so break, break. Keep. Let's follow up with uh, the. There's history. a timeline. There's yeah. a timeline. Right. So he goes to see. Uh, this is Johnny Frusciante. Uh, Johnny Fresh goes to see a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert, and they're like not huge yet. They're, they're doing yeah. okay. Uh, he becomes friends with Hillel Slovak and then, like, flee a little bit. Hillel dies in 98 and flees like, hey, this 18-year-old kid knows all of our music. He should yeah. audition. They tried out another guy, and it, they just didn't connect. And then, so, John Frusciante joins the band, and you see in interviews people sort of saying, like, yeah, he really, like, gave the band a heart. He like yeah. they they changed directions, I guess, because he wrote songs and these other guys were just like uh, very enigmatic, like uh, charismatic people. Yeah, um, it was all, all sizzle, no steak. Yeah. Right. And he brings the meat. And Cause he wrote a bunch of the lyrics too. like he wrote a bunch of the yeah. actual songs. Right. Yeah. He was like in this in this quiet way, the heart of the band. And he's one of the reasons that he's a hero is because he. This is like a, a dumb poetic way of putting it. But well, no, I mean this is your it, you, yeah. This is your hero, man. Uh, he, we we don't have to agree with you. You know no, what I mean? No, but like, this is gonna we, sound. He he <laughs> like he approaches the mountaintop. Like they weren't the Chili Peppers weren't famous, but he was. These were his heroes, right? And then he not oh, only meets a, them, yeah. but he becomes a part of this thing that he idolizes. What an interesting way to put it. Yeah, he became. He actually changed it too. I was reading about him, and when he first became part of the band he was trying to play that like punk almost ska sound and they were like no we want you to do like the heavier he was trying to play what uh what Hillel played because that's what he knew and he didn't want to just like change the whole band their producer on the first album that he recorded with them wanted him to do like a metal thing but yeah. he was like no nah, I'm not going to yeah, yeah I'm not going to do that that album did pretty well and then the second album they recorded together made them global superstars. That was the, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Yeah, that's the one that I think everybody knows from the, you know, uh, Give It Away Now yeah. Yeah. and all the videos because there was a bunch of videos. Right. A lot, was when I mean, Give It Away was was like a groundbreaking video yeah. and a groundbreaking song. And, and they, so that made them global superstars, which he like never even, there are great video interviews with him where he's like, I never even considered that people would listen to this record. Yeah. They recorded it in a mansion and uh, apparently smoked weed like all the time. Uh, and Fair uh, enough. Yeah. And, uh, and he never conceived of the fact, because he just was not, you know, he was a kid, right? His brain was not ready to, like, was not able to compute the fact that this was going to be heard all over the world. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine how, how he must have been, like, 19 at this point? Mm -hmm. Like, at 19, I was just coming to grips with the fact that I, I was like, oh, man. I'm an adult, and if I if like it was one of those like oh, I gotta stop drinking, I gotta stop, get, I gotta get my shit together. I didn't get my shit together until way later. I can only imagine where suddenly you're fucking fame, like MTV in the '90s, famous. Yeah. Like that's a huge fucking deal. It's nuts, and it's and he didn't want that. But the cool thing to me, or the first like really cool thing, is that okay. First of all, he put in all of his hundreds of hours of work 
Right. So it's not like he just was like, hey, Red Hot Chili Peppers, let, you know, let yeah, me yeah. be in you. Um, but then <laughs> but then a lot of people, even who who practice for hours and hours and hours a day, they wouldn't I think they would shy away from that mm-hmm. uh, very frightening opportunity. They would just go back to their apartment or whatever and, and continue to play right. for hours and hours a day. There was an interview. I remember him. He, it was like I don't know if it was a commercial because it was I think it was after he came back. He he got into the drugs. Oh, yeah. Heavy, big time, and uh, left the band. Like they kicked him out. No, he or no, he, he left. Rehab. He left. Well, he left in the middle of tour. Um, he just walked away. Yeah, and this was uh, this was the album after Blood Sugar Sex Magic or on that tour. This was the Blood Sugar Sex Magic tour, I believe. Although that timeline doesn't sound super right because he left in. Um, I don't oh remember. no, he left in '92. Yeah, so he joined in '88, left in '92. So that could be right. I think it was the Blood Sugar Sex. Because that was tour. also when they were capitalizing on like the record industry. Huge fame. Yeah, they yeah. were just capitalizing. You're going to play a million shows. Like they, that was, right. this is also back in the record industry, pre Napster, pre all this stuff, where it was all a machine. Yeah, like they were a working. You got for a record the... label, you, a deal. You got you were you were a product to be sold and marketed. That's yeah. it. And he understandably wasn't ready for that. Yeah. So then he like. Gets everything that a 19-year-old guitar player could want. Yeah. Right? He's the lead guitarist for the biggest, the biggest band, band in the world. You know, yeah, he was like, drugs, out like River, he girls. was there the night River Phoenix died. Yeah. Think, right? The, if you read, like, the, the timeline, it sort of sounds like he's responsible for River Phoenix. Like, they're doing a bunch of heroin together, yeah. and, and River Phoenix died. And, um, it's so and, like, shitty. And, flee, flee with... River Phoenix, the hospital where he yeah. died. Yeah, yeah. Like, Jesus, man, it's such it's such a crazy. God damn it! Where you hear like uh, I don't. Uh, this is unrelated slightly. The Chris, I am Chris Farley documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh I haven't seen. Um, it. Oh, it's good, man. Just it, watch Chris, it. It's really fantastic. It wasn't like a stroke job of Chris Farley. Like they talked about his problems, about how he was an alcoholic and all these things. But then they get to the part where he died, and it was just like, yeah, he he was just no self control. Like, but also doing drugs breeds the self-control out of you. So I can only imagine being in that situation and how fucked up that must, how, how much that fucks with your head. Yeah. You know? They, I mean, and I think this is a good time for me to sort of uh, qualify or like address the fact that this is just like a white guy who, it's like a very, ba- it's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. It, I was feeling sort of embarrassed or ashamed about this. It's just like the most basic. It's the, you oh, know. Like in terms of basic. In terms of, like, basic bitch. Yeah, it's just, like, it's a white guy, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, just, um... My girlfriend was saying that I should come in and be like, Michelle Kwan <laughs> is my hero. <laughs> and, like, it's not funny, it's not, like, um, interesting. You don't really know m- more about me. It's not a surprising hero, right? It's like, oh, white guy idolizes guitarist from biggest, biggest band from his band. teenage period. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, like... But in all fairness, there's more debt. Like, again, if it's the Larry the Cable... The existentialist Larry the Cable guy where there's some element of it where... Yeah, but also... Right, you know? and, and the but also is it start... I think the but also starts when he leaves the band. And, and he's on his own and, um, and is just doing, like, a ton of drugs. Uh, he's mostly got all heroin. the money in the world. I mean, right, he has access to everything. Exactly. He should, uh, probably he should have died. And, and, like, he sort of always verged on addiction, but there's this amazing 50-minute uh, documentary with, with him where he looks like he's unrecognizable. 
He's like a skeleton. Produced by Johnny Depp, by the way. Well, that's there's a there's like a shorter documentary that Johnny Depp oh, produced, but one? then yeah, and it's like screened in this. I think it's a, a Dutch thing, uh, um, really? but yeah, he's interviewed for like for almost an hour, and he just looks like a skeleton. And he's like, I've been writing, I've been filling up all these notebooks, and there are shots of the notebooks, and it's like in a horror movie, like just scrawls, unintelligible. But he he continues to write music and follow whatever shred of this like creative uh, drive is, is pushing him to be where he is. And there, the reason, one of the reasons I chose him is because, you know, like growing up, my heroes were my, were my parents and mm-hmm. like in, talk about heroes, you know, like how to be and how to be a good person. This is not, this is not a hero, right. but creatively, especially for where I am now, he is a hero because you do tons of heroin. I do so much heroin, right. good, and bad, I hide bad it. handwriting? Uh, terrible handwriting, uh, and I do a bunch of uh, intravenous heroin uh, and other drugs. And other drugs. But What do you do, uh, in between the toes or in your dick? Where do you go? You know, I wore out all of my toes, um, and then sort of I didn't want to fuck with the, you know, the, the, the family jewels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I go behind the ears oh, now. Oh, man. Oh, nice. That's where I, I could tell you. Uh, I worked at ER for a long time. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> they, they, w- desperation is an ugly thing, my friend. It is fucking terrible when you see the lengths that people are willing to go to eject themselves with fucking heroin. Because it's so good. It's, uh, that's, that, 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 there's that line in Train Spotting where they talk about it where it's like there's a reason why people do heroin. Because like, it looks gross, they're these fucking, but then you, they show him shooting up when you're just... And it's like... Oh, right. Because it gets you the highest you'll ever, you know, it's like 10,000 orgasms or, or yeah, was whatever the yeah. line was. Mike, yeah. uh, Mike DiStefano, what's the name? The guy who died from, uh, he had AIDS. He's the, the, yeah. the, he's on the stand. He's the stand guy. You know what I'm talking about? It died of AIDS? Yeah, Mike DiStefano. I don't think it's DiStefano. DiStefano? Yeah. I don't know. I, that's a name that I recognize. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, uh, he, he, was, he used to do heroin and stuff like that. And he was like, heroin. Is like uh, getting a blowjob from a puppy, Ooh. and I was like, Yo, "Oh boy, wow, that's hard to turn down." Was, <laughs> like, yeah, man, that's that's a really dis- nice description of something that oh. feels good. Now that's poetic comedy. That's really nice. Disgusting, but so so like in this time of when he's all fucked up, how does he come back? You know what I mean? Like what? Yeah. What? Like how do you come back from that? Well, that's. You know, I don't know exactly like if he had if he had a rock bottom, but I I should say that one of the reasons now is because I'm not a musician, right? So yeah. he's he's a creative hero. To me, one of the things that I fight against constantly is uh, that I I feel and I am very accountable to the people in my in my life in my network, my parents, my grandparents, aunts and uncles, what my girlfriend, my friends. Like I can't just or I don't feel that I can just go off and fuck up or, or Ooh, okay. follow some sort of uh, There's pressure to succeed. Yeah, there's a pressure to succeed. There's a pressure to like be a, a member of society. Um, Interesting. And that's a fine pressure. Like, so I I'm don't, familiar with it because I, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Right, and I don't know if... if uh, sure, a lot of people are where you're like, you have this dream, this passion, but there's certain elements of normal quote unquote normal life that you have to sacrifice to be able to pursue it. And to everyone who doesn't get it, it's, it's like dangerous. They're, they're like, oh, I'm worried for you or that's mm-hmm. dumb. Or why would you do that? Right. Right? Because my brother gives me the same shit. Right. 
I uh, not to get too into like my own personal history, but oh, after go, yeah. go, all right, everyone can I stop listening hear. now. Uh, after college, I moved to China to teach English. Uh, oh, cool! I I, I, I was pending people. There. Yeah, that's yeah, great. no, that's not a crazy thing. And then and then I was backpacking for a while after that, and I had this plan to You're ride a so bike. White. You are very <laughs> such a privileged. white guy thing. I don't check any boxes in terms of like you know special. <laughs> I uh, just funny. privilege. You could you could draw a portrait of me. You're you're right. Like, <laughs> if you're listening to this, you are right. Your idea is about me. That's so funny. Uh, but I uh, I was I had this plan to ride a bike from uh, from Shanghai to Portugal, um, Ooh, and wow. I was and that would have taken about uh, at least uh, six months. At least I'd never ridden a bike before. I I didn't know how to ride a bike. No, I'm sorry. It wasn't. It wasn't necessarily going to be from Shanghai, but the city that I was living in in Western China to to Portugal, and that was going to take six months. That sounds amazing. Right. Um, Sounds horrible. There's tons of mountains and shit. Yeah, but yeah, some. But you go. You go where where you can ride, and um, I love biking, um, and I like sort of. I'm going to do this, and then and then trying to do it. Yeah. So Um, did you do it? uh, I did not. I know. I'm really that was a great setup. That was yeah. Nice. I didn't do it. I was with my my sister came and visited me, and we traveled around together a little bit. And I was talking to her about this idea, and I was like, "Hey, I think it's going to add another six months to my time gone." Um, and you know, what do you think? And she was like, uh, "I love you, but I don't get it." Oh, uh, and she didn't say no. She just said I, no. she didn't get it. And this might not. This might be like the most nitpicky thing, but she didn't say I don't get it, but I love you. She didn't say, I don't get it, but, you know, there love God and do as I will. It was, it was, I love you, but uh, you're so every, wide. everyone wants you home. Uh, you know, and, and so I'm grateful for all these people yeah. love me and, and want good things for me. So I, there is a ton of um, just pressure. And I think a lot of people do feel this. They're sort of beholden to, if you, if you are not, uh, you know, reacting to bad parents right. or whatever... You want to uh, make those people proud and happy. Well, going back to what I said about the hustle, there's the hustle that comes from inside, and then there's the hustle that comes from external pressures. If you ever see, like, the nerd kid in your high school lose it, mm-hmm. yeah. that pressure to, to do well is not coming from within. Anybody who has that pressure put on them, I feel there's a shelf life to that. Yes. That's like the that's like someone in their twenty like like that's the standard thing like someone goes to medical school and then they disappear and they go make pottery in the Amazon for you know what I mean like right. like one of those guys oh I'm gonna go live as a naturalist in British Columbia you know it's like uh, what you just you just wasted a t- hundred thousand dollars in medical school and all this shit and then you're like nah it wasn't for me right. it was for somebody else and it's hard to tell when you when you can succeed at something and you're pushed into it it's hard to tell because success feels good yeah. so it's hard to tell where that motivation comes from and so not i don't want to just like say fuck you to everyone who i love and everyone that loves me um but there is in john frusciante there is this like fuck everything fuck the most success in the world fuck um being a member of society uh, and he just follows his right, so he does a ton of heroin and continues to write weird music. And then eventually, he does get clean. I wonder what that turning point would have been. Like, what internally hit? I wonder what that trigger was. You know, I was reading interviews, and it's just like, so in when he's on heroin, he's like, yeah, I do drugs. I'm a junkie. I like getting high. It feels good. Right. And then I think eventually it stopped feeling good for him. Mm. And that's, I think a lot of people like of my generation or, you know, a little older, uh, if they smoked weed, they've had that. Uh, moment yeah, where it's like, right? I, you know what? It just doesn't make me happy anymore. Or you, you're doing it to uh, man in the ER. You would get a lot of the 
30-somethings trying to recapture their 20s mm-hmm. by doing the blow that they used to do in their oh, 20s. Really? Right. And then they're coming and they're having full-blown panic attacks and like their heart rate's 150 beats per minute. And they're just like, I can't, so I, can't, I, can't, I can't calm down. I'm like, this is how you felt in your 20s, but you were in your 20s to be able to deal with it. Like you're, you know what I mean? Now, right. you're, now you have so much more frame of reference for what feels bad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That this mm-hmm. feels bad now. You know what right. I mean? Like you just know what it mean, what it, what, it, what it means now. It doesn't feel good. Yeah, it's it's it, you're feeling like what it is. So he gets. So let's. I don't want to like dwell no, too do you much. Think right? It translates like that. That same feeling of uh, creating art for for the the to satisfy something within because it feels good, and then not doing it anymore because it didn't feel good anymore because he was in a state where they were. It was a product, a commodity. Right. Well, and he's. He, he, imagine, imagine, what, do you think? I, in my mind, I picture it as a kind of correlation to the, with the drugs, where he's like, "I'm going to get really into this now," and then eventually stuff, and he was able to pull himself out. I think that's the reason he left the band the second time, was because creatively right. he was being pulled in a different direction. Uh, the, the same reason that Robert Plant turned down eight hundred million dollars for a yeah. Led Zeppelin reunion. Well, but the first Christ. time, I think it was because he, like I said, went to the mountaintop, couldn't handle it, right. and he just needed to see how far down he could go. I, I think. Do, yeah. I mean, that shows, like, his addictive personality, though. Like, yeah. he was spending 10 hours a day playing guitar. Sure. Like, that's not... That's an, addic- that's an addiction. Well, there's a certain... Like, I, I, I'm not a big subscriber to the everyone is on the Asperger's spectrum. Everyone's on the autism spectrum. Asperger. But, but there's some people that are... That like the geniuses of the past, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. when someone spends that much time obsessing over something, it has to be present. You know what yeah. I mean? Like like the people who get really incredibly good at something, there has to be that level of obsession that comes with. It could be now what they would call what before they would call an obsession, they call it now autism or, or some of that intense. Do, you, do you think maybe part of what made him great was the drugs? Like, do you think if you took the drugs out of the equation, if he had never done heroin once, would he have been a better Musician, or did the drugs help him being a good musician? I don't think you can make any call on that. I know. I think it was just part of his part of his process. Like he, the the music that he recorded with the Chili Peppers when he came back to the band, which was Californication, by the way, and Stadium Arcadium, yeah. are just fucking righteous in my two thousands yeah. uh, teen brain. It's just fucking awesome. But to to speak to like the Asperger's sort of like obsessive focus there's in this in this documentary there i would just uh i would be remiss not to mention this one great moment where he's on a boat in amsterdam it's him and anthony kiedis and they're being interviewed and the interviewer says something about how he doesn't like the song funky monks which is i believe on mother's milk uh and and frusciante stops the interview and he's like you don't you don't like funky monks you don't like the bass line at the end of Funky Mux, you don't like the outro. <laughs> picks up the guitar and starts playing, and it's just like he doesn't, he can't. He's yeah. so obsessed with the music and in love with it that he he's not he, you know, being civil or adhering to social norms. Yeah, yeah, out yeah, the yeah, window, yeah. totally out the window. You yeah, don't like that's Funky Mux. What is it? So great. We always do a Z-O, you know, the ZOHQ of stuff, stuff that we could like. If you if you want a, more info on this hero, mm-hmm. what is the name of that documentary? The one that Johnny Depp did when you were talking about? Oh, no, no so Johnny one. Depp did a, did a short one. I would search either Johnny Depp 1994. I think it was called Stuffed. John no, Frusciante? so stuff, it, stuff is that, it's like a short wordless video, but I would search like John Frusciante 
drugs, John Frusciante, Dutch <laughs> interview. It's the only 50-minute interview where he looks like uh, an alien skeleton. I'll do uh, some research. I think, it, or like V-Pro 1994. I know that's obscure. Like, that's a weird name, but yeah, yeah, V-Pro yeah. 1994. We'll look it up. I'll put it, it on the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, what? I will say this. I really liked One Hot Minute. I really liked the Dave I Navarro. I fucking love One Hot Minute. I, it's a great album. It's so good. And that's, <clears throat> and that's a testament to the... To the to the other musicians in sure. the band, like Chad Smith is a great drummer, yeah, and, and uh, Flea is a great bass player, and I'm sure you give Anthony Kiedis enough time, he'll come up with something. He's a good, you know what? He's a good <laughs> lyricist. Like he, he, I think does. He became eh, better. Yeah, yeah. But that's a fun that album. It's a lot of like Anthony Kiedis and Flea exploring their childhood, and I think they just sort of had a break to first of all do a lot of cocaine, yeah, uh, and also just like look back. And take a break, and you get a lot of like fun stuff out of that. Yeah, like the separation with the like. I'm sure the John Frusciante element changed mm-hmm. the, them as artists. Yeah. So when he wasn't there, they had they kind of adapt to their environment with Dave Navarro bringing that Jane's Addiction style mm-hmm. guitar playing, which I I think Dave Navarro was a great guitarist, and 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 he, he, Jane's Addiction is one of my favorite bands. But like there was a different element to it. It's you. It feels way different. Because, For sure, because because Dave Navarro is, I think, one of the guys that has a lot of technique in him. That it was more like more mechanical, but in a in a funky like it was like he was reproducing skill to create art, not the other way around. Yeah, yeah. you know, using he, he wasn't filtering his art through a skill; he was filtering his skill through to, through an art. I think that's right, and I think you know? he was doing what they he was he was uh, playing for the album. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. whereas like Frusciante is just bringing. Fucking hot licks, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's a super catchy and, and also different style. And what I was going to say before is that there was a, a weird uh, MTV thing when they used to have you know music videos and stuff and they had bumpers and they had a, the, he had just come, I think he had come back to the band and then he was just playing stuff and he was talking about how he didn't like the, the mechanical, technical aspect of a lot of the guitars. They've played the same thing every day for the, for the last 20 years. And just to be able to record it once, it's lost all its life or something like that. I'm vaguely interesting. I'm not familiar I'm, with that. I'm vaguely remembering it. I'm trying. I, 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 if I can find it, I'll put it in the in the in the, the description. But but it it was like this weird moment where he was. And at the time, I was listening to a lot of like Zach Wild and metal, yeah. which is all that. But I'm like, oh, you could still have life in it. It's just a different filter, right? It's like it's the different path through the art. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was a totally. It was a different way around the barn to yeah. use a, a comedy. Uh, yeah. term. But I, I just realized this is this is a non sequitur, but I just had sort of a dumb stoner realization, or maybe not, whatever. I don't need to qualify it. The first time I saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I was 15. which is the oh. same age oh. that John Frusciante was when he saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers, which just is a fun little thing to realize in this moment. We're in a movie with Kevin Bacon. Yeah, baby. No, but I will say that... So three years after he saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers, he was in the Red Hot Chili Peppers, so you got some fucking work to do, bud. Yeah, I have some catching up to do. Uh, you're a little behind there, bud. Three years after I saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I started smoking weed because a friend of mine said that it would make jerking off feel better. Oh, yeah, John Frusciante's like, oh, really? I was shooting heroin <laughs> into my you little dick. bitch. <laughs> Directly into my dick. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> into my dick. So this is uh, a Zizan sorry shooting heroin into his dick. I'm it shooting. stings. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, it stings. Oh, no. My balls. Oh my this is, no one's going to know what the fuck we're doing. That's great. 
uh, everybody do Aziz impressions. That's that's uh, that'll make your day brighter. Uh, Wait, if if you if you follow the show, like it's usually like towards the last third, we start to unravel. Yeah, yeah. Where we're just like, yeah. But that now, is fun. Now I will say this: um, there are uh, what so. There's so much story to the John Frusciante. I mean, we don't have an, uh, time to go into all the details, but yeah, because then he joins the band again and then he leaves the band again. And then, well, yeah, I I would love to get into that, and I can keep it as short as you want. But it is like uh, maybe the third. There are like three or four parts to his story that are important. You know that yeah, like yeah. his hero's journey. Well, we got to wrap this up. But yeah, like hit it, hit me with whatever so you think he, is vital in the next steps. Yes. So during the like Californication, by the way, Stadium Arcadium period, he's putting out records. He's putting out music on his own. And he was putting out music in his heroin days, but like it's, he's just like screaming into a box. Like it's not, to me, it's not. Anyway, but uh, the records that he put out during this time, um, they're not like good albums. Mm. They're poor, they're like, they sound amateur, they're poorly poorly produced, produced, they're experimental, but they just continue to have like, this pure he's following something he's being true to whatever muse is speaking to him right just at every he he just does it every day every single day he's doing that he has this album uh the will to a death which is uh i think of those albums probably at least in my mind the best and it's a lot about like uh, becoming who you are and dying and, and, you know, whatever, everyone dies. And the last song, A Will to a Death, I just, to, to anyone who's listening, it's incredible. So we'll put that on the queue also. Yeah, please. A Will to a Death? Yeah, that's the album, and it's all, it, the title track is the last track on the album, A Will to, uh, The Will to a Death. The Will uh, to a Death. It's just, it's just beautiful. You, so is it, so you feel like he was putting out what essentially was unfiltered music? Unfiltered John Frusciante music. Yeah. yeah. And he, if you go on his website right now, that's sort of... He's like making electronic music now. But oh, really? he's Yeah. But he says that like he's always wanted to do that. And on his website now, he talks about like he's no longer recording, audience, rec- recording music with an audience in mind. He's just making oh. the music that he likes. And oh. it's almost like that... Like you, you, you ever hear the, the story of Beethoven where he's starting to go deaf... And that he just had, but he was so like brilliant yeah. with with uh, you know composing that he he heard everything in his and he would just write everything out without and then he would bang on his piano so he could barely because he could barely mm-hmm. hear it and it was just what was in him that was coming out right do you like that's yes. that's how it sounds to me that's, where it's just like I hear this in my head I got to get it out or I'm gonna start doing heroin again you know like it's somewhere I think I think for him for 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 Shante what he would say is that it's not in him but it it goes through it moves through him he's in a conduit an antenna he's a conduit yeah, yeah. Neil Young says the same thing a lot of yeah. people say the same thing and Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> you're a conduit for the force exactly right. Johnny Neo. Fresh is a yeah. is a conduit for the force and I think yeah <laughs> that's going that should be that's got to be a tagline for something what Neo yeah, no, yeah. The John, John Frusciante is a conduit for the Force. <laughs> he, I didn't he's even realize a, I said the, that. He's the guitar Jedi. Yeah. He Unfortunately, all the heroin is. killed all the metachlorines. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if you listen to some of his live stuff with the Chili Peppers, it honest, it just sounds like truth. Like his solos sound like yeah. truth. And so he's sort of he's a personal hero in the sense that he just sort of says, 
fuck everyone, mm. which is not something that I want to emulate, but it's, it's something that I try to be aware of, that you can okay. just follow your own drive. And then creatively, because, man, he's just making his own art. That is admirable to, to yeah. as much shit as I talked about uh, modern art earlier. There is, there is an aspect to it where as much as I don't get it, hey, man, if you found a way to work the system and you're, you're creating something and you feel justified in it, who the fuck am I? But, but I think the difference there is that, like, John Frusciante's like, I don't care if anybody listens to this music. Like, I'm making it. But, like, those people are Basil, like, I'm going to wear a tutu so everybody thinks I'm weird. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like they're doing it just for the audience. I feel bad for the one that's the John Frusciante of the Art Basil world who's getting shown up by the other Art Basil people being fucking trying I, to I be I bet weird. the true Art Basil artist isn't even at Art Basil. Exactly. They're in a garage welding or sculpting or painting. And they don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. The John Frusciante of Art Basel doesn't care. Yeah, that he's it's getting shown up. Right, Art Frusciante. Art Frusciante. I think that was like a '60s lounge singer in Cuba. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Art Frusciante, everybody. Arturo Frusciante. Mama <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's uh, oh man, Arturo Frusciante. Oh, I want to pitch probably that right to him so bad. He's going to start making Latin jazz. <laughs> you know what? He probably has or will. Or yeah. will, yeah. It's going to happen. <laughs> oh, you want, oh, you want Latin jazz? All right, let me do He used to take this album. I made this three years ago. Oh, I got some of that shit just lying around. Hold on. Yeah, yeah it pulls out like an, uh, like a whole full album worth of music. He's like, why is this Let's... covered in glitter? Don't ask. Yeah. Just play it. Hey, put on your ruffled sleeves and go dance the rumba. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, this is this has been really fun. So give us your as we close out, give us your quintessential like John Frusciante cycle. Like you know how like there's the like the early, mid, late, mm-hmm. and and now like Chili Peppers and Solo. Like uh, music, Songs. like just, that just I would recommend. Song. Oh yeah. man, yeah, because you yeah, mentioned yeah. The, uh, the Will to a Death as an album. There's that that that's it. that's like quintessential him. Yes. now right that you're yes. saying. What about like? What's your favorite? Like, go back and like, let's pick some some milestones. Sure. Um, so, like, obviously, oh, I would say um, Saturday Night Live under the bridge. Oh, that performance! It's uh, great. He's on. Uh, he's just like over it and on heroin. And the way that he, if you know the song well, the way that he plays it is just so fucking cool. It's different because he, yeah. he kind of just basically changed it. Right. Yeah. It's he's very like, I'm different. not playing that. Nah, not doing it. Uh, I would say uh, live in Milan. Uh, very good. Uh, just like that whole concert. Um, now that I now that I'm trying to think, obviously my mind is completely yeah, yeah. blank. Um, other side uh, from live in Hyde Park uh, is pretty awesome, and it ends in just like a very organic jam. I would say um, these li- are these are great. I mean, you're gonna have to send them to me. We'll talk. I'll, I'll, or I'll look them, them up. Yeah, yeah. Live in Milan is great because he plays this uh, Paul Simon or Simon and Garfunkel song in the middle. Uh, it should be for Emily, wherever. I don't know the whole title of the song, but... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's fantastic. And, but he, he's just playing it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's playing it and, sing, and singing oh, it. He's, no, he's singing, yeah. Uh, he's, like, not a good singer, but he, he does his best. Um, Neither was Jimi Hendrix. No, that's true. Um, and then I would say uh, his two albums, uh, To Record Only Water for Ten Days and um, Shadows Collide with People, are also very good, but I would say The Will to a Death as a John Frusciante solo album. Um, Good. Solid it's great if you're sober. Landmark, for him. landmark. It's great if you're sober. It's great if your, uh, your mind is altered by any number of psychotropic drugs. Um, it's, Man, that's it's, cool. It's, life, it's great. And yeah, the live stuff, uh, I would say Hyde Park, uh, 
man, London, uh, Milan. Uh, uh, Park, London, Milan. Yeah, I, I, I'm, we're going to put all this, as much of this as we can on the, uh, on the, the queue. And then, because uh, we got a bunch, man. You, you're a wealth of knowledge, a font of knowledge. It's funny you say that because I'm feeling like I have a friend who loves John Frusciante probably as much as I do, maybe more. Who's well, then why did we like, get him on yeah. here? Jesus <laughs> Christ! He's going to be like, why didn't you include this song? Why didn't you include this song? So have I'll have him, him send me stuff, uh, and I'll send it to what you. What you'll do is you'll We've have, been playing with the JV team over here? Yeah. Have him like the Zeros on Heroes page on Facebook, I and will. then have him submit and post and all that stuff, and have I him will. join in the conversation. You're going to be inundated with Johnny Fresh. Uh, it'll be... It'll be it'll, Which, it'll, no one calls him that, by the yeah, way. I, but I, me I, and my I, friend. Ask, like, it's just my friend and I call him Johnny Fresh. Hey uh, man, uh, he's Art, a hero. Art, Art, Art Frusciante. Arturo uh, <laughs> Frusciante. Arturo Frusciante. Uh, well, this is great, Jake. Uh, tell them uh, about yourself, where they can find you on uh, social medias, and what you got going on in the city. Sure. Um, I uh, Twitter is at Jake Fromm. Uh, I host an open mic with the amazing Diego Lopez every Wednesday at six at Pine guests. Box Rock Shop. Yeah, sorry, I stepped on the plug. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Wednesdays at six. At Pine Box Rock Shop, uh, it's one of my favorite mics in the city. It's all it's yeah, it's a great mic. One of the best hangs in the city. It's so much fun. Um, Do you guys still bring snacks? You haven't brought snacks sometimes. Uh, Diego they brings lollipops. Uh, yeah, we we bring candy and chips sometimes. And then I also host um, New Comics Day open mic at Carmine Street Comics every Wednesday at ten o'clock, except for the first Wednesday of the month because uh, Multiverse Comedy Hour. Multiverse Patrick Comedy Riley. One of my favorite yeah. shows. Uh, can I'm I plug? Also, oops, sorry. Yeah. Can I plug some upcoming shows? You can. With it. No, yeah, go ahead. Well, when is this going to come out? Uh, probably later, just in a couple days. Eh, see me around. I post stuff on follow, Facebook. Yeah, follow uh, Jake Fromm on Twitter and on Facebook, and it'll be links will be all on this uh, descriptions on the thing you're listening to this right now. Um, uh, Will Watkins, anything? Yeah, yeah no. Stuff. At William A. Watkins, yeah. uh, I am starting a new show at Carmine Street Comics as well, which is becoming this really fun place to do shit. It's the best. It's so fun. It's uh, this uh, you know nice, compact, cozy comic book shop. Very small. Super. He's saying cozy. It's yeah. tiny. It's tiny, but they're they are they so committed. The obvious child there. Yeah, they did. That's right. Uh, but it's a real. It's actually it's really cool. It feels like it feels like a family run, almost like everyone who's in it, who's yeah. involved in. Carmen Street Comics is very into what they're doing, and they're very proud of the work they do. And it's like right across from like Joe's Pizza. Yeah, oh. great location. Yeah, for Will, anything uh, food centric, <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, like Joe's Pizza, Molly's Cupcakes, bro, and then Carmen Street Comics. Grom, which, sorry, I, I, the Grom or Grom, I don't know. It's the oh, it's the gelato, gelato place? place. First of all, great gelato, great hot chocolate. Also, they have never not let me use their bathroom. I walked in there the other day, uh-huh. and the guy just pointed to the back. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, that's a that's a way to keep business coming or to yeah, fuck up your bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, either way, but uh, at Wait, Carmi- what time is the, the open mic at uh, at Carmine's? The one you do ten o'clock, ten, ten p.m. every Wednesday except the first of the month. First oh. and Multiverse is a great show. It uh, is. I, I did. We did it this week. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, doing it March second. There's a plug. There we yeah, go. Yeah, look, uh, but uh, I'll be doing a a show there. It's uh, the eleventh, which is Thursday. Uh, second Thursday of every month, I guess. Um, and uh, it's called Character Assassination, where we roast uh, comic book slash fictional characters. And the first one is going to be the roast of Deadpool, because we are capitalizing on the fact that the movie's coming out that weekend. Great time. <laughs> also, yeah. uh, Ryan Reynolds may or may not be there. Ryan Reynolds has been contacted. He uh, may or may not he be may... there. <laughs> Look, I can guarantee you one of two things will happen. 
Either he'll come or he won't. And, you heard uh, it here first, folks. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be fun, uh, fun show. We got some great comics on there. And uh, stay tuned. There'll be more uh, of that coming up. And um, yeah, I think uh, we got everything out that we wanted to say. Will, we're good. Yeah, I think so. And uh, everybody go listen to John Frusciante. And remember to go out and be heroic. Yeah. Thanks, guys.
Did you really? Keep fucking man. You're not All fucking right. hard enough. All right, let's. Is that why your feet see. smell? What's going on? No, my feet smell because so all the fuck juice. You're like the source of. You're going to be like the source of uh, the information. This is all about how you relate to the John Frusciante. So we're going to have questions for you. Just answer them as well as you know, and then we'll go to the research department if anything. I don't know. I just named a guy. You, who's your? That's, he's your hero. Yeah, but I was supposed to know things about him. Oh, uh, about him to you? Yeah, I know him. I know. Joking? Have we started? I am joking. Oh, Jesus, I, I did research. Christ, we, we take a, we've had that happen before. <laughs> we really? Told, we had somebody come on. Uh, <laughs> I'll put this on at the end. We'll ha- we had somebody come on, and uh, their hero. They were like, "Oh yeah, I just thought it would be good because people like him." I'm like, "What do you know about him?" He's like. Oh, I just, I, just, I just saw him on a Wikipedia page. Yeah, I just thought it would be cool to look him up. Oh, no. Yeah. It was a comic book hero, too. So we were like, have you ever read his comic book? And he was like, no. No. No, I've never read it. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. It was the worst. No, I knew I knew stuff about John Frusciante uh, before before uh, you asked me to do this, and then I researched stuff last night. Oh, cool. Good for you. Somebody did research? Good. Yeah. Good, for you to, good for you to do I still, dates completely, like, slip my mind, and I just have, like, uh, feelings, and, and you yeah. know. Well, let's, uh, <laughs> let's jump into it. 